You are listening to the Bright Life Podcast, all about ways to stay inspired, chase your dreams, and find more gratitude in the highs and lows of the journey. I'm your host, Jessica Johnson. I'm a business owner, a part-time digital nomad, a self-growth junkie, a believer in other big-hearted women, and am all about sharing tips, tricks, lessons learned, and encouragement so we can all live our biggest, brightest lives. You ready? Let's do this. Hello and welcome to today's episode. I'm so excited to share today's guest with you. Nicole Robertson is here and she has over 15 years of experience working in and alongside businesses, first beginning in the business coaching arena and then stepping into her own independent businesses. She has a deep-seated passion to see women take more control of their life and potential through business and personal growth, and she does this through her business, Women, Wine, and Wealth. Her genius is in taking what others make complicated and teaching you in simple frameworks so you can implement and execute in your own life. She has also spoken on stages all around the world. She's built two six-figure businesses and is currently building her third, is the host of The Spill Podcast, which I was recently on, so check out that episode, and is currently living all over the world. So she has created this incredible life for herself that empowers other women, and we actually met through travels and around the world in a way. My husband and I were on a business trip with friends in Croatia and her partner was there. And so we connected um, kind of one of those small world things. So anyway, we'll talk about all that, but I'm so excited to share her with you. So welcome, Nick. (laughs) Thanks, Jess. It's so good to be chatting with you. I love our chats, even though we've only had a few. I I can tell we're going to have many, many more and I love them every time. Yeah, same. One of those conversations and friendships that's just formed where you feel like you can talk forever. So hopefully you guys will get a taste of that today and she'll be able to just pull out so many experiences from building these businesses and the personal growth that comes and just honest conversations around money and um, kind of elevating to your next level. So we'll get into all the good stuff. But maybe even just starting out, that's a good place. You know, you've achieved some incredible dreams how did you become this person who creates like one successful business after the next? Can you bring us into that a little bit? <laughs> well, it's funny, right? Because I've probably done it by doing a lot of unsuccessful things. <laughs> that's that's the reality. Like I think of that and it's like, okay, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm building my third business at the moment. Like that's getting my focus and it seems like a lot, but there's a lot of unsuccessful stuff in that, like ideas and actions and investments and things that have fallen fallen flat on their face as well. And um, I think for me, I just at a really young age, I was I was fortunate to to get a role within the business coaching space, and that definitely showed me that creating my own business was the path for me. You know, having kind of a nine to five role or being restricted. Um, by someone else's timeline or someone else's goals or someone else's structure just you know it didn't really light me up so I knew I wanted to be in business for myself um, but also being exposed in that space I've seen the reality Jess you know the reality of why is it that some businesses some people just are so successful and they create this life and they create these results through business as the vehicle and other people it's like it's like they can't even get off the starting line you know and and 
and they lose a lot of things. They lose their health, their relationships suffer, their, um, they don't get the time off. You know, they go into business to get all these things, more money, more time, more autonomy. And, and sometimes it, it was like the opposite. Like they lost all of those things. And um, and so across, I guess, my last 15 years, having seen both sides, I was very aware of ensuring that I learned from other people, that I really, you know, I, I, I've always had a mentor. I never do not have a mentor that I'm investing in. And um, I think that's just such an important uh just part of the path is that we're not meant to walk it alone, right? And if someone's gone ahead of you and they're willing to hold your hand, look back and go, hey, step this way a little bit further, don't go there, that's a bit dangerous, you know, here's a little bit of a shortcut, then you've got to take that. And I think that's that's definitely really helped me. Um, and I also think, and I don't know who's listening to this, like maybe you're stepping into your own business or you have your own, but for a long time, Jess, I really overlooked and, um, really undervalued a lot of my own skill set and transformations because I didn't go to university and I didn't have a specific skill set. So when I was looking at businesses, you know, my first business, really, I created myself a job because it was consulting. <laughs> and so, yes, I got to six figures by bringing on a few clients, but there was no leverage, right? So it's like, yeah. it, it, it sounds successful and it is in a way, it was like my first notch on the belt, but you learn so many things in different businesses, right? Like I was like, oh my God, there's no leverage. If I lose one of these clients in 12 months, I'm going to have to get another one to fill that gap. And if I don't show up, the work doesn't get done. So that was my first learning in kind of a consultancy-based business. And then from there, I went into uh, a product-based business and and I stepped into, um, I have a business in network marketing, which some people are really funny about. Women get funny about it, but I think it's such a cool model for women. Mm-hmm. Um, and that business really taught me how to create leverage and how to build systems and how to build people up and develop them and all of that. So I, I started learning these different things. And, and if, you know, if, if you're listening in, make sure you go read the cash flow quadrant because I went from being self-employed, like getting myself a job to actually being a business owner. Um, and so that was in that second business. And I started, you know, building those skills of a business owner and leadership and, and all everything that comes with that. Um, and then now I think through all those experiences, you start to become clear on what your skills are like what you're so great at. And like I said, for so long, I undervalued it. And I think so many people do because it comes so easy to them, right, Jess? It's like, well, that's too easy. Surely it couldn't be a value. And it's like, no, it's too easy for you because that's what you're great at. But other people, they might struggle with that thing. They might, and you know, it's asking yourselves, what do people come to me for advice around? What is it that I can do so naturally with ease? Like, what do I not need to prepare for? I could just, you know, give me a two hour presentation and I can do it. You know, I don't know what it is for you, but when you start to do different businesses and roles, those things, I think, become really clear. Um, and that's where I'm at now in my third business is honing those skills and becoming clear on, on what I can really be great at, but, you know, add value to the world in that way. And, and that's what business is, right? So I think for me, it was understanding the basics of business, like the logical side is you need that minimum viable offer. And really it's just solving a problem over and over. Like, how can you help someone else get a win? 
because that's really the the essence and the purpose of every business, no matter what you do. And then you're either going to do that through a product or a service, right? So either you have your own product and service, and I know you teach people this, Jess, mm-hmm. uh, or you need a leverage, one that's already created. And yeah. so it was, just, it was just me understanding these different things. And once, once you've got that, then all you need is a way to exchange payment in a sense, like exchange that product and service. So I think over time I've realised the simplification of business and how we can overcomplicate and overwhelm things. And often we have a lot of what we need um, and we have these things that we've been through in life, skills that we've developed in jobs, like things that are so easy for us that really could help someone else get a win, could solve a problem. That's the value we can add. Um, and that's the opportunity to be able to create a business for yourself, whether it's something small on the side or something you go all in on. But I think it's just such a cool concept. I just love business. I think it's it's the coolest thing in the world, right? Because it, it, it as I said, its essence is to fill the gaps, fill the needs, solve the problems. And if we can do more of that, I just think like what a cool way to spend your time. I love so much in that. And it's such a great point. I've never thought of it in that way. But just what you said about looking at the things that are easy to you and that you might almost downplay because you're like, oh, yeah, that's my skill. But like, that's that's easy. It's probably Mm -hmm. really not easy to someone else. And it could probably really help them in whatever way you want to do that, whether it's a teaching thing, whether it's a product or service, but that is a great point about a starting place of just what comes easy to you and not downplaying that, but actually valuing it even more as this portal to potentially a business that really serves a lot of people. Yep, absolutely. And now one of the things that I love that you share is how there's often this lag time between seeing the results come. Can you touch on that? Oh, this (laughs) lag time is one of the things I I harp on about it quite, quite a bit (laughs) because I think, oh, especially today, Jess, we're so, um, we only need to open our phone and potentially see, you know, perceive someone else as having fast success, right? right? It's not necessarily the truth, um, but that's kind of how we might perceive things. And and I, I see, I mainly work with women, of course, and I think too many women, we put ourselves out of the game by false expectations. It's just yes. false expectations. It's There's actually a, um, a paradox that, um, that I mentor women with, and it is set unrealistic expectations, but be, be realistic in your expectations. And so what I mean by that is like, go big. Like you have to dream, whatever it is, add a zero. Like why not, right? We've got this. We've got this one life. We've just got to give it what we've got, you know. So why not just go big, but be realistic in what's that? What that's actually going to take, you know. What what is that going to take in uh, the skills that you have to acquire and develop, the knowledge that you have to acquire, the experiences, the person you have to become. Like there's there's a gap between where we are and what we want, right? Like, you know this, Jess, it's just like the person we are right now isn't necessarily the person who um, gets what we want. There's there's a journey to get there. And I just think you can't cheat time. We learn this in life over and over. We just can't cheat time. And I think what, what I find stops most people 
And it really will. You'll feel really stuck if you look for certainty too Mm. early on, actually even at all, because certainty is a utopia. It doesn't exist. If there's anything that does, it's uncertainty, right? Like just look at nature. Just look at the world. Nothing is forever. Nothing lasts. And so, so often I can hear in it, whether it's in a woman's, uh, you know, if you say it to yourself in your head, most women do when we're, you know, ready to take a leap. And so many people get stuck with, but what if it doesn't work? Yeah. What if it doesn't work? And and the thing is, it's so easily to calculate the risk, right? Like it, it is easy because you can calculate maybe what you need to invest in time or money in your business, maybe what you're going to have to let go of, what you're going to have to sacrifice. But we can't possibly calculate the upside. You can't. Right. Like that's the magic. That's the stuff that I don't know if it's going to work. I can't tell you for certain it's going to. No one can. And I think that's what stops most people is that that looking for certainty and just having that unrealistic expectation because what we do now may not come through tomorrow. And that's what I mean by lag time. Sometimes your results, you need to give them time to catch up to you, to kind of catch up to the work that you've put in, catch up to the sweat and the tears and, yeah. and the wall kicking moments, which I have had, and I'm sure you have too, Jess. <laughs> it's like, <Yeah. laughs> um, sometimes it's, you can't cheat time. It, it's going to do its thing, right? We can use it in two ways. We have to be intentional with the time that we have, so don't waste it. But the results, the success, the things, I mean, sometimes it's just, there's going to be that lag time and that's okay. Yes. Yeah. And how do you stay encouraged during that lag time? You know what? The first thing I'd say is sometimes you're going to have moments where you are not motivated and encouraged. Like you're just not. I think that's normal. Or maybe that's just me. Maybe there are people out there who are like 24-7 on the go a hundred percent all the time. But I know I'm not like mm-hmm. there were days where it's like, Phew, that was a fail day, you know, but you can fail often over and over and over again, but not be a failure. And I, I think, so it's important to, I just want to say like breathe out that if you're feeling like you've had a failed moment or failed day or failed result in an action or idea that you have that, it's actually normal and I think it should be spoken about a lot more. Um, but I also think just there's a difference where some people, what I find, if you're looking always for motivation or if you're looking for that certainty, that's what can keep you unmotivated and discouraged. And so there's actually, there's three elements that I like to work with people on when they're in this space. And I always do this myself because it's one of these three things that I'm not doing if I feel stagnated, if I feel unmotivated, if I'm just, you know, like you're just in neutral, (laughs) if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And so maybe as you listen to this, write it down on a piece of paper. But the first one is competence and put a circle around it. The second one is confidence. And the third one is creation. So often we think we're unmotivated or we're discouraged or whatever it might be. And we can have moments of all of those things for sure. And uncertainty will always be dancing around us because we can never have certainty, remember. But if we're stuck in that, I guarantee we're not doing one of these three things or any of them. And so the reason creation is super important, people who aren't in creation are usually in whinge mode. Like everything is wrong. We'll always see the problem wine, wine, wine. I'm not saying I've never been there, so it's okay if you're there. 
But if we don't create, there's nothing for us to step into, right? You yeah. can't, there's not a space between where you are and what you're creating. So we need to always be in creation mode because it pulls us, it forces us to step into something and get the momentum going. And then most people like, well, they just want to wait until I, I feel confident. Wait until like I feel confident to do more. I feel motivated to do more, all of that stuff. But that's not the reality because confidence is an outcome. It's an outcome and it only gets built by competence. So no one feels confident at something that they're crap at. <laughs> Yeah, I say this to people all the time. I'm like, of course, if you suck at something, you're not going to feel confident at it, which means you're probably not going to like it. And so many people disregard these things that we probably need to learn because of that feeling. But if you're competent at something, you're going to feel more confident doing it, right? Therefore, your feeling around it is probably going to be more positive. Like, yeah, I don't mind doing that. Mm-hmm. And so we're missing this competence step. So what do you need to learn? What do you need to do and practice is a key word to build your competence, which will build your confidence and keep you in that spiral and then keep creating. So often like that's, that's what I'm doing. Like if I'm feeling any of that, like discouraged, unmotivated, and, and I mean for more than a day, like if I'm in a slump, I'm like, Nick, what are you creating? Like, what are you creating? Where's the space? Or are you just whinging? Are you hoping for a different result? Are you hoping something changes? Are you hoping someone comes into your life and saves you? Because they're not. Like, what are you creating? And I kind of like give myself a little kick and it's like, okay, cool. I need to get in creation mode. But then there's no point just creating it. Some people are big creators, like got all the ideas in the world, but never really execute them. And we get paid on execution, not on ideas. So it's like, well, what do I need to learn? What do I need to become competent in? so that I can build my confidence and continue that circle with creation. So that's what I do. I hook back into these things. I think it's just, it just works. Like I just know if I'm feeling that, I'm not doing one of these things. I'm really not doing one of these things. Um, and I'd also say on top of that, just just the right people. Like you've got to have the right people and conversations yeah, around true. you, right? Because you're not always going to be the one that's leading. You're not always going to be the one feeling great. So you need other people to be able to help balance each other out and inject the other person with what they need when they don't have it and vice versa. So I think, I just think that's crucial as well. Yes. I love how simple that is, but it's so true and profound of just starting with one of those things. It just breaks Mm -hmm. it down and gives you something to latch onto And it's so true. It's almost like creation does so much for that inspiration coming back. And everyone thinks they almost need to feel inspired before they can create. But if you just start creating Mm -hmm. or making something new in your life, you're so right. It gives you a space to step into. And usually that's actually when you start creating the room for the creativity, the inspiration, the fun to come back in. So I just love those. It's so true. Yeah. What would you say are, speaking about that lag time, what are some signs that your dream is most likely on its way to you, that whatever you're doing is working on some level, that the results are coming, even if you can't see them yet? What's the difference between I'm doing this thing and I can't see the results and so how do I know if it's working or not versus just, yes, you're getting little signs that that you're on the right path? Uh, Faith. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. you literally got to have a big dose of that one, Faith. <laughs> because, okay, so I guess from your question, I'm taking out any data, right? We're not going logical here. So say we're not talking about the data and the metrics that are giving you feedback. We're just talking about, oh, my God, is this thing going to work or if is what I am doing, is it right? Is it meant to be this hard? Like, am I on my way or am I not? Um, again, all, all super normal questions. Um, but truly, I think faith is a big one because I don't want to say to anyone listening into this that it's going to work out because it will in some way. But there's no certainty of what that result is going to look like, right? So we have to focus on the other things. We have to focus on things like, as you said, invisible results, or well, they're not really invisible. For some reason, we just overlook them. Like, who are you now versus who you were a year ago? Because right. there's always a prize along the pathway, always a prize. And maybe you're looking at social media and how many followers you have um, or the bank account right now when you haven't allowed for the lag time like we spoke about, or you're not really doing the things that you know you need to be doing to actually get that result anyway. You need to get honest with yourself. But if you are, there's going to be a big dose of faith and there's going to be a big dose of looking at also the development of yourself. Who have you become? Because if you've become more of the person who can create and hold the results that you're talking about that you want, then they're going to be closer to being on their way. But if you're the person who's not, like if you haven't developed yourself, if you haven't learned a new skill, if you haven't really implemented the things and followed through with your word, then there's probably not going to be that many signs. But I think it's cool. I think it's cool when we look back and go, oh, like I think of who I was, say, five years ago, 10 years ago, and there's certain conversations that I wouldn't be able to handle as that girl, as that woman that I can now. And so for me, that's a sign. That's a sign that I can handle a bigger problem. So I can receive like bigger results. You know, it's little things like that, that we need to, we need to become proud of and stop again, overlooking them because they count like they, they count big time, sometimes more than just the money in the bank right now, because again, that's, that's an outcome. That's a result. But the things that produce that result is who you are the ideas that you have, the follow through with your own word, your skill set, your knowledge, like all of that, if you can look at that and go, wow, I've really grown in those things, then you have to be on your way to something good. Mm-hmm. Yes. So much goodness in there. It's it's such a great reminder of like day to day, it's maybe hard to see like mm-hmm. how you've changed, how you're evolving, what conversations you can handle. But when you think back to a year or two years or five years, you can really see the contrast. So I love that reminder of just checking that because it is hard to see the day to day, but year to year, you might really start to see it all adding up for you too. Yeah. Shifting gears a little, can you also speak more about, you know, how you become a match for what you want? You've had these amazing big goals. How in your life do you kind of embody and become that while you're on the way to it? Yeah, I think um, this is super important. It's one I actually, I really had to work on, Jess. Um, And when I think about it, it probably comes in two parts because I think of being a match, right, for what we're asking for. So I think there's like who we are and what we're capable of creating, like that match, but then also what we're attracting. So there's that match as well. Uh, And I know for me, so if anyone's listening in and you're a big action taker, this was me. And the action will get you so far. 
it really will. Like if you're consistent with it, if I was just a like, show me what to do and I'll do it. That's just kind of who I am. And I'm super logical. And so for me, it was just like, I'm just going to do the thing, do the thing, do the thing. And it got really good results to a point. And then it was like, I just couldn't break through a certain level. And I think so many, um, so many women and men like struggle with this. Like we're all capped in certain ways, right? We all have certain levels that we've got to break through. Um, and so what, what was happening is my actions were a match, but my belief system wasn't. Mm. So there's these stories, there's these beliefs, there's these things that we hold, which 95% of them we're unaware of. Like it's in our subconscious. We don't even know it's there. It's like a filing system in our brain that got filed away when we were children, you know, experiences, things that were said, all of this stuff. And it's there. And we're so unaware of it, really, that it's operating in the back of our mind, but it's playing out in our reality. And so when we say like whatever it is you want, whether it's more income, better health, relationships, a certain lifestyle, especially coming into the new year, I'm sure people are getting really clear on that. We can say we want something, but if we've got old beliefs and stories that aren't a match for that, it's going to be really hard to move that needle towards it. And that's where I remember getting stuck. Right. And and I, I often find like ask yourself if you have patterns. So say, for example, even if it's with health, say if you're like, OK, well, I want to lose 10 kilos and you always find you can lose 10 kilos. But then you find a way to put 10 or 11 kilos back on. Mm-hmm. There might be something there, because if you have a deep belief that you're happier or you're safer, being a little bit more overweight, then you will do something to be back at that point. If you want to earn more, more income right? This was me. So I wanted to increase my income. I wanted to break through the ceiling that I created. But when I dug deep, I had these stories, which were, but if I have more, someone else has less. Mm -hmm. And it came out in different ways. This was actually one I realized not that long ago. And so if you've got a story, maybe yours is, you know, rich people are greedy or money doesn't grow on trees or like, who knows what it is. You need to work that out do you really think you're going to increase your income? Like if that's actually what you think about those people or what you think about money. So when you say be a match for what you want, I think it starts there. It starts with we can say we want all these things and do the action, but how what we believe in our stories will eventually trump that. And so what I love to do with women is break down that stuff first because if there's stuff we've got to rewire, change the way we think, change what we believe, we've got to start there first, right? Because then that produces better thoughts, which produce better actions, results, et cetera. Um, so that's one. And then I, I think, because I said the other, I said the attract, didn't I? So mm-hmm. when it comes to attraction, I just, you're probably the same, Jess, but if you're listening in, there's so much free stuff in the world, like free information, free development, like it's crazy. But if all you do is invest in the free stuff and you're asking for the big results, I just don't think you're going to get them because you're not a match. If you're not willing to invest, like if you're not willing to give what you're asking for. So, so many people maybe want free mentoring, free this, free that, but they want to charge other people. They want to bring more money into their life. You're not a match. Like you're screwing up the flow. 
it won't work, <laughs> you know. And it's, I was chatting about this the other day with my friend and because it's something that we want to help women understand is that the free stuff only gets you so far, right? It's not really anyone's right. good stuff. It's the appetizer anyway. So at some point we all have to invest either time, money or both. There's no getting out of that. We have to. But if you're not willing to, everything that you're asking for free was paid for by someone else, either in their time, in their knowledge, in like I've invested hundreds of thousands in coaching and mentoring, hundreds. So when someone wants hours of my time for free, it's like I've paid for that. Yeah. You know, so I think that's the other thing is there's, okay, are our beliefs a match for what we say we want? because it's going to come out in our reality, so the internal stuff to create. But then there's the attraction stuff, right? There's law of reciprocity. There's am I not willing to give what I'm asking for? And and I just think that if that's not a match, then, yeah, I don't know. The universe has a way. Balancing it out. Uh Yeah. Yeah. And because what you're sending out then energetically, if you're only looking for the free version, is you're somehow saying, I don't have enough. I don't have the money. I can't, I can't. And that is, that's like an interesting signal to send out too. If you're also trying to attract and create a ton of money, but what you're doing in your actions and your beliefs is always saying, I can't, I don't have, there's a mismatch there. Like, you know, of course you won't have the money. And, you know, when people hear maybe that, you know, we've invested so much money and time and resources into coaching, I think there might be a thought too, where like, oh, well, it was probably easy for, you know, you, or it was probably like convenient. And that has been never the case. It's always felt like a stretch in some way. It's always felt scary. It's always felt like more than I could do at that level, but it's like knowing where you want to go. And like you say, trying to step into that, even before you are already there, that is the magic. And that is what starts to send that different signal. Would you agree? Absolutely. And do you, like when you look back on it, Jess, and you think of everything that you've invested in and whether some of them got you immediate returns, some of them you feel like you didn't, whatever it is, would you change any of it? No, none of it. Even ones that I I look back on and I'm like, I don't know if that was the exact, you know, system for me or something Mm -hmm. about that didn't click after a period of time. It always brought me to people or teachers or books even, or just a different way of thinking that was well worth whatever I invested. It's like value given is value received and it might come in different ways, but that, that value exchange is always there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that what you're saying, like even just listening to you, you have, there's a certain perspective flip that you have. And I think that's part of it is is some people or those who are living this life, you know, that maybe you you want if you're listening in, it's not necessarily that they know more than you, but they see things different to you. Yeah. Often that's the, the way, right? It's, um, you know, even I remember investing in my first financial planner and that was a stretch. But a lot of people were like, oh, but you won't make that money. But I was like, yeah, but if she gives me one thing that saves that amount, over the next yeah. five years, then there's my return. So it's just a flip of perspective often. It is. Um, yeah, it's really important. It's like almost opportunity cost of, you know, yes, it may have a certain price tag on it, but 
it's most likely way smaller than the cost of taking 10 years to figure something out or making a ton of mistakes or like spending money learning the hard way, like versus just investing in to get someone's not even like you said, the strategy always, but just how do they think about things and what can you learn from that? A hundred percent. Yeah. So what's like one step that listeners can take if they're like, okay, I'm hearing what you're saying. I do have some patterns in some areas. I do want to stretch for that next level, but I bet I have a belief in there that is mucking things up a little. What's one step that they can take if they're new to this and, you know, want to test it out, want to see what changes? This is, um, I love this. This is perfect timing. As as I answer you, I'm also looking at my WhatsApp because I'm going to share something with you and those okay. listening in. So this is an activity to go and do. I actually just sent it out um, on our email to everyone to do. And this will be just one glimpse into maybe starting to understand yourself a little bit more and what might be going on there. And when you do this activity, you're going you're gonna to realize one of two things, either you need to completely rewire and change how you think about it, these two things that I'm going to help you with, or you might have a good relationship with both of them. And if you're not getting results, that means you need to amplify in the strategy, in better actions, in different steps, right? So um, let's go money and sales. And money and sales are some of the things, like they're two of the main things that we love coaching on because we don't achieve our dreams without either of them. And a lot of the time we miss just even understanding that piece of the puzzle is that money and sales are the modality to fund your dreams. So whatever it is that you want, like the memories that you want to experience, the business that you want to create, the idea that you have, the uh, the health that you want, the personal development you want to invest in, the the home you want to buy, the, where you want to send your kids to school, the holidays that you want to take, if you want to travel the world, like whatever it is, it needs to be funded by money because money is the thing that we've all agreed upon. That's the thing that we exchange. So depending on your relationship with the word money, you might see that, hey, I want more of it, but oh my gosh, I don't feel very good about it. Like I don't have a good relationship with it. And sales, sales is the thing, like it's the, I don't like the word transaction, but it's just how we go about filling the need, right? So offering a solution to someone, filling the gaps in the market, like solving problems. So whether it is with your product or service, or even just going to a hairdresser, every time I go to a hairdresser, they're solving a problem for me. That's their sales right? That's how they fund their business and their life and pay their employees. So sales and money is the modality to everything that we want. So what I'd love for you to do is set a timer for two minutes, get a blank piece of paper and finish the sentence, money is dot, dot, dot. And just write anything that comes to mind and don't judge it and don't, um, don't go, oh, that doesn't sound good. I'll try and make it better. Like leave all that crap behind. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, you can't, it doesn't need to be perfect. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's positive or negative. This is just going to give you a bit of a snapshot, snapshot, sorry, about what's your relationship with this thing that's going to fund your life and your dreams. And so just finish that sentence. Money is dot, dot, dot. Is it, you know, dollars and cents on a screen? Is it fun? Is it collaborative? Is it hard to get? Is it, you know, it doesn't grow on trees. The more you have, the more tax you pay. Like what comes up for you? You might like things might pop in like something that your dad said when you were young and you're like, yeah. oh, wow. 
that's so funny that that came up. And then once you've done that and the timer goes off, set it for another two minutes and finish sales is dot, dot, dot. And it could be for you like problem solving and fun, or it could be manipulative, guilt, you know, fear, like just anything, any words, any sentences that come. And Jess, I'll just share something. So I had a lady who I work closer one-to-one with do this just yesterday, I think. Mm -hmm. And so her goal is she wants to increase her income through a side business by $2,000 a month. And I said, great. And I got her to do this exercise. And with sales, what came up for her was everyone wants to sell something, so much to offer, expensive, annoying, salesy, Mm -hmm. exhausting, pushy, burns friendships. Some people master the skill and it feels natural and some have to convince them. And then with money, She wrote, it's good to have, doesn't fall off trees. The more you earn, the more tax you pay. Rich people are corrupt and greedy, earn more on the cost of others. Money can do lots of good. Money has to be earned. There's more days than money left at the end of the month. People are struggling. Scarcity. Wow. So you can see how she's not a match. It's like she wants these things in her life. Sales is the modality to create more of the income. But if that's how she truly feels about them, like if there's beliefs, so that clearly there's deeper beliefs that she has. So then we need to dig into those and, and you know, rewire them so that there's not a resistance towards these two things. Because if as yeah. long as there's heaps of resistance there, we struggle to do the actions. We struggle to do the things that we've got to do on a daily base to produce the result because there's just all this resistance going on that we're just not even aware of. So I think it's a, it's a super cool exercise and again, don't judge yourself. It doesn't matter if it's positive or negative. If it's all positive and you're not getting results, then it's your strategy. It's your actions. It's like the logical stuff, right? The how-tos. But if it's all negative and you're not getting results, then we probably need to work first on rewiring the way you think about these things so we can reduce your resistance towards them. So then you can actually start doing the actions. Right. It really makes it crystal clear. And what was interesting too, is she had a lot of both. She had some positives and Mm -hmm. some negatives for each of those, Mm -hmm. but you can see where that tug of war and tension is then and why it may be hard to make the result because it feels like that friction and just like Mm -hmm. a few steps forward to take a few steps back almost. So I love how clear that makes it to where you want to start and what you want to work on. Yeah, so I think just start there. It's a cool, you know, gives you a glimpse and and then you can start making some forward movement and it is just a never-ending journey. That's what yeah. I'll say because <laughs> another level, another devil, right? Like we all have the next level to go through so we all have to become someone new and learn something new and same thing yeah. exists. Yeah. Wow. And so I've just loved all this like everything that you've shared, I think that there's so much people can jump, dive in with wherever like it speaks to them. But where can people get in touch with you and follow you for more of this wisdom and business advice as well? Yeah, well, you can get in touch on my personal Instagram if you'd love to. So that's Nicole underscore L underscore Robertson um, or through the business Instagram, which is women underscore wine underscore wealth. Um, and I am actually just, I'm just about to release a book as well, which I've 
actually kept really quiet on and have just been kind of head down, bum up doing it. So um, as soon as that is happening in the next 24 to 48 hours, uh, it will be through those links as well um, or even our website, womenwhiteandwealth.life. So, yeah, I'd love for women to be able to get their hands on the book and, yeah, just go through some, you know, it's not a, um, oh, it's not a, uh, razzle dazzle, like, you know, millionaire click link kind of like, here's all the secrets. It's just <laughs> the real fundamental. These are principles. These are things that we got to get these steps. We've got to really understand certain steps to be able to create what it is that we want. So I hope, I hope it can get in the hands of so many women. And just, even if they take one thing from it, then my job is done. Love it. I can't wait to read it. Thank you so much for all that you shared today and just being such a wealth of knowledge about this, but also sharing it in such a down-to-earth, real way that I feel like people can really latch onto and take something from. Just appreciate that so much. Mm, Awesome. Thank you so much, Jess. I so appreciate it. And thank you for everything you're doing as well. If this episode resonated with you, I have two things you are going to love. One is a Bright Life workbook full of practices you can use to get clear on what your version of your brightest life looks like and fearlessly move towards it every day. And another is a copywriter starter kit full of beginning steps to create a copywriting business that gives you the freedom to travel the world working from anywhere, to replace a corporate salary as your own boss, and to do creative work that lights you up every day. It's lessons I've learned in creating my own content business, and I'm excited to share it with you if you're curious about doing the same. I will link these in the show notes. I hope these serve you. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you back here next week as we all pursue our biggest, brightest lives together.